0: Welcome to Shattered Lives, an informed, conversational, cutting edge radio show in touch with today's issues that impact the lives of crime victims, addressing the aftermath of crime, forging a path for hope, building awareness, and empowering listeners for the future. This is Donna Argour, aka Lady Justice, your host, with my co host Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you to today's show into our library of weekly archive shows it is our goal to make a difference so uh good saturday morning everyone listening across the nation and and uh, maybe beyond the u.s borders we always enjoy that as well um i want to let people know that we have a very uh unique show today that that encompasses some about um crime victim matters but we're going to be focusing on Art as well, and uh, we have two very, very talented um, artists, artisans in their own right. But before I I get to that, I want to say good morning to Delilah.
1: Good morning, Donna, and good morning, everyone who's on on the line here. Um, I just want to take a, a quick minute to talk about the Inside Lens Network, which is broadcasting this particular podcast, and we also broadcast a lot of different uh, um, podcasts with issue-oriented topics, and some of them will also highlight criminal cases, and some of those are still open investigations. So we want to let audience know that it's our intent to allow families to present information for consideration, but the podcast nor the host's We don't represent the guests. We don't claim to solve cases, or we don't want to jeopardize any of the investigation. So we allow the guests to present their information. While we might suggest some things to them, we're not liable for what they do with our suggestions. So that's just a quick legal beagle thing we need to do. And um, I'm really excited about the guests that we have today. Donna, I, you know, love, love art and all different forms and these two ladies have gone in different directions as far as their artwork goes but it's still it's been created out of something that they were passionate about so I think this is going to be quite informative and quite entertaining
0: yes um, I I agree with you totally I certainly hope so I think both of our guests got Daddy Laster and uh, Jane Lillian Vance uh, are pioneers in their own right in terms of the art forms that they do and how they're giving back in many various ways and and how very effective they are are and powerful, um, not only in terms of helping humanity but also through their artwork. And um, things just started to, should I use the, maybe it's a bad pun, bloom, um in um in various ways and uh so we we want to take the time to kind of focus on that aspect and explore explore that you know daddy laster from san antonio texas has been working at least for uh 15 years tirelessly to free victims um, of human trafficking in America. She's also, you know, headed a nonprofit organization and working with missing persons. Um, and uh, she, out of out of that work, um, and I, I'm going to let her tell the story with regard to that, bloomed, um, um, you know, an enterprise in which she started painting and jewelry making, and her, her photography is just breathtaking. So, that is a little bit um you know of a thumbnail sketch regarding her. Jane Willie Vance. Um I don't her, her work is so expensive on an on an international basis and she um you know she she's known for creating oil paintings with very vivid and uh, detail and uh uh pain seeking detail from Tibet to, to uh to the Himalayas uh to rural Zambia And also is, you know, an artist and a teacher, and her roots in working with uh, Help Save the Next Girl happened as a result of being a teacher uh, at Virginia Tech. And so I will um, have her introduce how this all played out for her. So um, with that introduction, I say welcome, ladies, to Shattered Lives Radio, and, and welcome to our family of shows. It's an honor to have both of you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're very welcome. So um, let's see, Jane, um, if, if you would like to start, why don't you give us a little bit of background um, in, in terms of um, your, your work as an artist, how, how it began and, and how it has evolved um, up, up to this point in time, and then we'll kind of get into some other details and human stories. Thank you for
2: having us, yes. Um, I'm uh, about to turn 60. I was born in North Carolina and was fortunate to live in a family who would travel to the mountains, the beautiful mountains highest east of the Mississippi in our country where the uh, wildlife and the flowers and I think the stories of people were very rich. And some of my earliest memories are uh, sitting in a little cafe called Sunny's uh, in downtown Blowing Rock, a little tourist town now, but still quite magical in the mountains of North Carolina. And hearing the old people tell stories, remarkable stories about what they saw near the trout streams and what happened uh, when the explorers named the plants on Grandfather Mountain. So, I think I was steeped in beauty and stories from an early time. I had lovely parents and great siblings and amazing neighbors. So this was a place where stories could bloom, which meant for me that art was never only going to be beautiful. It had to also be narrative. It had to be edifying. And I think it started very early that way for me. Wow. that's,
0: That's very interesting. Um miss Laster how do, why don't you share your your um be, beginnings with regard to um how your your art your art kind of bloomed in in or or even before that how you discovered
3: your talents
0: in that area?
3: Well, I guess I had a wonderful mom that exposed me to art and lessons and things that I never thought I was an artist although. When I think back, I did win a second place in a really huge art contest for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo when I was in about the fourth grade. So uh, I remember being really excited about that. But I never, I used to joke that I can't even draw my name. That's how much not of an artist I was. I would say that that was nothing I had any skill at doing and I went to college actually when I was 18 and uh, took photography classes because my mom also was in photography classes. She had gone back to college and we had these great professors from time life magazine and, and just this incredible talent there. And I actually failed my classes like big fat F and I was trying that I just, it wasn't me and I didn't like being in the dark room. Um, I just couldn't handle the darkroom part of the photography. And oh. um, so that's when I was 18. And Now I'm in my 50s and uh, um, a few years ago, I guess about four, maybe four years ago now, um, I had some trafficking victims in my home that were um, you know, in danger and we wound up having to shelter them and they had Two little girls, and one of them loved to draw. So I went and bought out an art school. They were closing, and I bought everything I could from the art school, and brought it home for the little girl to draw with. And uh, from there, um, I found myself just compelled to get up in the middle of the night when everyone was asleep and go start drawing. And that led to me getting one of my pieces framed. And when I took it to be free, and so many people stopped and asked if they could buy it um I was hooked, so that's how it started <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how would you- how would each of you classify uh, uh um your art so daddy you do um is would you say still life photography and drawing and well, I just want to i want
1: yeah I wanna... go ahead. Bust in here for a minute Go ahead <laughs> like, I, like we talked about on air I've known Dottie for several, several, several years And so I've kind of watched her art and her talent evolve And, yep. you know, just like she explained As far as uh, housing human trafficking victims in your home I mean, there's so much more to it Than just playing art with the children On uh, You know, if you want to get into that, that's fine but I, I really, I I commend that, that you did that, and I commend the fact that you recognized that this is what this child needed, but it was also something that you needed, and right. you found it at the same time. And so it kind of grew out of that. And I'm, I just want to talk about, you know, you you started with the jewelry, beautiful jewelry, really great things, and then you did the um, – Make one, take one, where you held classes for the public. They would come in and they would make two pieces of jewelry. One they got to take home. The other one they donated so that we could sell them and finance some of the the trafficking victims. Then you proceeded to go into painting, and now you're into photography. So your art form <laughs> has has really, really come full circle from what you went to school for.
3: Yeah, Daddy, well, you're being Thank away you, from and i would forgotten about some of that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
1: can, I, I know, know it's early in the morning meeting. for you.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, it is early. So we'll, we'll help you along to tell your story if we need to, right, Daddy? So um, this is an audio form, but in art is very visual. But can you describe a little bit about you know the the jewelry the jewelry that you have done and what what materials you used
3: and and the like. Well, when we did the jewelry, we would um, use donated beads. So I just put out a call and people sent me old, new um, stones, some not. And um, so we would um, make some really beautiful, and color is really my favorite part of art is the vibrant colors and the way that colors talk to us and do mm-hmm. this or move us or, you know, whatever we need. And, um, so that's how I did the jewelry. And then I moved into, um, uh, which I love and I, I still need to kind of get back to it is working with copper. Um, and again, it came from one of the victims. Another and victim was staying with me. Um, cause again, there was no safe place for her, not cause I just meant to do that. There just was no option and um in fact actually the the place she was became abusive so i had to literally pick in the middle of the night to save her from a, from a very violent man and she happened to be from a town in um mexico that's known for its copper its actual name is um part of the name is copper in spanish and so um it wasn't a conscious being, oh, I want to work with copper, but I just kind of started feeling the need to work with copper and then um, started kind of putting two and two together and realizing that she was from a town known for copper. So um, I was able to facilitate her getting home to see her family as as one of them had passed away and uh, she brought me back a bunch of copper. Um, So I think that inspired me to make some of these um, metal cuffs or bracelets that I hand worked and and uh, attach symbols with meanings into the copper. So that was kind of fun. I went through that for quite a while. Oh, my gosh. I was <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the night pounding. My husband's so patient because I just have to make art when it happens, you know, when I felt the desire. And so luckily he can't hear out of one ear, so he just put his skin around the pillow and to sleep while I was banging. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were
0: pounding it. Yeah, I did put up a picture from your website of your copper artwork um, online, and it seemed to be very popular. And so, yeah, that's just wonderful. Jane, um, tell, us, tell us some about, you know, the mediums that you have worked with and what you're doing. Um, they're just so, uh, I mean, fascinating. You could look at them for an hour and still not see everything, right?
2: Thank you for that. First, you know, I'm just meeting Dottie, and Dottie, you sound fabulous. Uh, housing, human trafficking victims. Fabulous. Um, The make two, take one, amazing. And I share your love of copper. Uh, I travel in about a dozen days to Zambia in um, Africa. It's a copper belt uh, nation, and uh, I love to see the pieces of raw copper and the bracelets that are so beautifully formed there. So uh, Mm -hmm. I admire your switching around in um, mediums to find new ways to help people and delight people with color and shape. I I really admire you. So um, I am primarily an oil painter, an old-fashioned easel painter. And um, I like to think that my painting kind of uh, bleeds naturally also into my writing. And the writing um, isn't obviously a visual form of art, It certainly can be if you craft it. And so um, I'm a writer and a painter, uh, mostly a painter interchangeably. And I was since I was two years old. I had a sandbox in my backyard, and it was made of four old railroad ties. um, And the railroad ties would bleed black creosote in the hot summer. And I remember taking splinters. And I have a very clear memory of before even I was two, unusually so. And I would lance these leathery bubbles of uh, creosote, and they were my first paintbrushes, these little splinters from the sandbox uh, sides. And I would paint um, intricate paisleys on the maple tree trunks. So I was born as a painter. It was what I was meant to do. And for the last um, eight years... I have been involved in the nonprofit called Help Save the Next Girl, which was born here in Virginia, founded when my student, Morgan Harrington, um, who was a 20-year-old, went to Virginia Tech, was in my uh, class there in the last springtime of her life, Uh, came to my dinner, um, mean, my home with her class for dinner, was a front-row student, brilliant, compassionate, Her father and mother are both medical people, and it really showed in her that even if someone was giving a slow answer, Morgan would turn to them and give them kind of a boost in their answer. She was very considerate and uh, always looked around for who needed help. And having met her parents uh, shortly after her body was found, I could see where she got that kind of universal compassion. But so I started um, joining the, the force and Helping to create what Help Save the Next Girl was. And you know, we were very organic as a foundation. There was no template for us. Dottie will understand the organic path of finding the next way to help people through art. And we ended up, and we are, you know, more vibrant now than ever. We have um, an education component, and we have, I think, now 77 chapters from middle schools, high schools, through universities. Uh, from Portland to Chicago, many on the East Coast, most in Virginia. Um, We've also changed now 10 laws through Jill Harrington's lobbying. Jill is Morgan's mother and a public figure that um, has really changed the face of um, the, the interface between victims' families, news media, and law enforcement in a really great way. But so... We also uh, help victims' families, and Dottie, that means paying for funerals, paying electric bills, and being really fast, getting the word out. We have great relationships with sheriffs and police units, and they will share cases with us and say, help, help now. And so we'll generate missing posters. That's not the primary thing we do, but we have an enormous octopus reach and social media. We're fast, and we're careful, um, and we're compassionate. We've helped a lot of families. But for me, as a visual artist, um, the journey has been wonderful, because Help Save the Next Girl uh, requires a constant um, presence to hold people's interests and to grow that interest. And so through my paintings, the writing we've done, the visual work, um, my graphics team and I have done uh, we have built uh an empire of compassion yeah it
0: it is truly amazing uh the growth of of that organization and what what you can do if you're you know uh you're dedicated to a cause and you can really mold and create your vision and and that's what you have done that's what you have done in in so many ways um Dottie, can you can you explain to us how um, how your your um, artwork has has helped um, in terms of not only individually with trafficking uh, persons but am I, am I correct in saying that you when you were working with the Heidi Search Center you had paintings on the walls there were, were those? Things that were available for for people uh, were they were they portraits of missing persons there or were they paintings for for people to purchase in order to further the cause?
3: Um, I did have some hanging on the wall at the center, and mainly it was just to keep the uh, the mood of the center um, peaceful and compassionate um, as we're meeting parents on the worst moments of their life
0: Mm -hmm. and
3: um, you know at least on a few occasions I'm also giving them the news that their loved one is deceased and uh, um, so the the paintings were there as a you know things to focus on we did a lot of media stories as well Um, so they became wonderful backdrops for photographs and video and and uh, you know news stories, so it wasn't just um stark and you know my my goal was to to show as much love and compassion as possible in in every way that I could, so a lot of the paintings had messages um I do abstract um I'm more into the mixed media and abstract when it comes to my painting, so within the paintings, you know, I think that people could see what they needed at the moment. And, and that was my goal. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, this seems to be, you know, people
0: are, especially online, no matter what you say, even if you're, you know, a very talented writer, they're struck by the visual. So if you want to grab their attention, you know, it's it's all about the visual. So you put up something, you know, that's that's going to attract their attention. With regard to getting getting the word out for about victims, whether it's uh, um, people um, associated with Help Save the Next Girl or trafficking persons, what would we, each of you say as an artist that has been most successful in you know in in grabbing and grabbing their attention and, and being able to um, help like move a case along? Have you been, been able to use your art in those ways such that if, if you had not done that, then, you know, it wouldn't have been qu- quite as successful either individually or on a, on a broad basis. I know with either. one. do you want to take that?
2: daughter? you go first. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do film also. We do, um, um, film and video and, uh, At the time, Facebook had just started its Facebook Live where everyone can do it. They had Facebook mentions for celebrities prior to that and then Facebook Live. So um, two things that I learned in the 15 years I've done this is that um, people listen to um, video. Um, And I learned that early on with movies. I, I worked on a movie, a documentary and people that had been like not hearing me suddenly could hear the man that wrote a fictional story about a trafficking victim. I went, wow, stunning. You know, <laughs> these are, these are like really educated people that are quoting fiction. So I go, okay, whatever it takes. And, um, much like you said earlier, um, writing was is art too. And, uh, so I got involved in film. Well, fast forward to a few years ago, Facebook, live became available to everybody. And so I started using Facebook live and um, very quickly scripting a short message from the parents, um, just bullet points basically. And I would put the parents on film with a picture of their loved one and ask for help. But the key point of that was also asking viewers to target anyone they knew in a specific location. So if we knew where the person was last seen or where we thought she was or where we thought he might, you know, have made an appearance. So we would use that strategically. And uh, one of the early um, videos got 1.3 million views within like 48 hours. And so I knew I had something there and uh, I really, I really ran with that idea.
2: That's really That's- amazing. And, um, you know, Dottie, when the serial murderer um, and the case of Morgan Harrington, who was my student, whose murderer um, founded us, helped save the next girl, and who uh, had nearly killed a young woman in northern Virginia, Fairfax, five years before he killed Morgan, and then several years after Morgan killed Hannah Graham in Charlottesville, Virginia, he he was um, he ran when he knew uh, DNA was catching up with him, and he was found in Galveston, Texas. That's a, a long hop, skip, and jump from Virginia, and it was a woman on the beach who saw him, and social media and um, the effect of being uh, good about videos and public service announcements and art and writing caught him because this citizen in Texas who had driven her truck on the beach to just relax for a few minutes in a busy life said oh my god that's Jesse Matthew the fugitive from Virginia so I understand about the million person reach and you know it's a it's a very effective tool to mix all these forms of attention for good
0: yeah, I remember
2: that. That's that's just incredible. That that you know,
0: that mere happenstance. And if that had not occurred, how, you know, maybe they would still be looking for the guy. Who knows? Yes, it's just it's awe inspiring, and it's so good that we both of you are able to utilize multiple tools here and or and it, within your talents to be able to. To, to help people. And, you know, Jane, I want I know that you had um, done something with regard to a mural that you were, were working on in, um, is, it, is it in,
2: in Charlottesville? Uh, I, there were so many, there's a place in downtown Charlottesville that's called the free speech wall. And it's a giant slate kind of, gigantic chalkboard maybe 15 feet tall and maybe i don't know 30 40 feet long um, and people are encouraged to write there or to draw there and you may be remembering that help save the next girl traveled there and um, an effort to find hannah graham who unfortunately on the 35th day of her being missing was found murdered uh, and i did a, a portrait of hannah with chalk and uh, I think, you know, when for one thing, Dottie will know this, when you do art live and you you feel so confident and comfortable and then you feel so motivated because it's not um, just to make a, a pretty thing, it's to tell a story, it's an exclamation point, you know, and so a crowd saw this giant portrait of Hannah come from these little pieces of chalk and then we had Uh, members from many chapters different chapters of help save the next girl who were there simultaneously the length of the wall doing James Madison help save the next girl UVA help save the next girl Albemarle County help save the next girl and writing messages to Hannah and to the public that that was a good day and you know we had an opera singer Jessica Vance who whose um, Lord's Prayer echoed off all the buildings while the art was being done. And Trina Murphy, whose niece Alexis um, was also murdered at 17, um, there holding hands with us. It was a a phenomenal event. And, yes, the portrait of Hannah coming to life, you know, through little pieces of chalk was meaningful. But it it was the contingent of people who cared, you know, with art as a candle in the middle of it. For me, I think the single most um, important um, consequential piece of art I've done uh, that has to do with crime and with solution is a painting I did called The Hunted. And it happened curiously. I'm almost uh, embarrassed to admit that I dreamed the painting. I've done many, many paintings, so detailed, and some of them take a year to complete, Uh, but this was the first time I woke startled with a a painting intact in my mind, and it took my breath. I remember my heart was beating, and I knew the meaning of the painting. It was like a gift delivered, like a, a paper airplane into my, you know, waking mind. And I remember feeling so mortified and embarrassed because it seemed so intimate and forward for me to tell um, Morgan Harrington's mother Jill Harrington about this painting you know I'd only known her for uh, a year and then I was going to tell her this dream well the dream was the painting I did and I did tell Jill and she said do it Uh, I told her this was what I saw it's of a doe uh, a beautiful glisten eyed doe who stands knee-deep in switchgrass, that sort of orange wild grass that grows if you don't mow your fields here in Virginia. And the deer is staring at us, but staring also at the place in front of her, which is where a year before um, the murderer had uh, thrown Morgan's body in that field, never to be found, but it was. And so the deer is there with panic in her eyes and tears, really. And she's thinking about that human doe who was just thrown like garbage the year before, that October 2009. And in the field is the bracelet and are the earrings that Morgan had on, which were found with her skeletonized remains. Now, you know, not only did Jill say, yes, do it, Do that painting of that beautiful, beautiful, you know, pastoral place that should have always remained only, you know, like a hem, but now had these tones of jarring horror coming in. She said, But here, and I knew what she was handing me, and she handed me packets of Morgan's cremains. In our book, uh, which you can uh, learn about, At helpsavethenextgirl.com, Jill and I are so proud of Morgan's book, which we wrote together, and it's heavily illustrated. It's a strong, wonderful book about surviving grief uh, and about um, a path, as I say, out of hell, which is miraculous uh, that the Harringtons have shown us. Um, I talk about this detail that Morgan was cremated twice. And it's very unusual, if not unprecedented. Her bones made a gray, of course, with calcium. And what was left of her flesh made um, the hemoglobin rust color. And the field in my painting is painted entirely with Morgan's cremains mixed into clear oil paint. And there are little tiny gristle bits of her bone that show in the painting. Now... To do such a thing, I would never have imagined. And I want to tell you, you know, if you are not right in your heart, if there's some ugly ego or some drive that is, you know, narcissistic, that that kind of action would poison you, I think, would haunt you with the wrongdoing. But when we conceived of this painting using Morgan's Cremains, I want to tell you I knew I was right. She had been my student. I loved her. I loved the idea of helping to save the next girl. And that's probably the most consequential painting in some ways I've ever done because some of my big old football player students from Virginia Tech, when they would come to my home, I would say, let me have your hand, your big hand. And they would take their hand and put their fingertips and rub, it, rub them gently on these rough cremains. And I would say, you're touching Morgan's cremains. And I would see grown men and big, strapping young men cry. And sometimes when they would almost recoil, I would say, don't allow yourself to recoil from the absolute intimacy and authenticity of what we are trying to do together. You have a part in this work. I've seen police cry that painting in its printed form hangs in law enforcement Offices all over this country, and Jill says, "Thank God it's beautiful, and thank God it tells the story." Wow, uh, I'm I'm speechless.
0: <laughs> you know, it's just hard to know how to respond to that. It's uh, it it just touches your soul. Um, what? Where? Where is the original? Now, is the original in your you home know, or?
2: You know, um, the original is over the fireplace in the living room of the Harringtons. And, you know, we've done a lot of documentaries with 48 Hours, with Discovery ID, with Vanity Fair. And last week we had the producer from, he came from Stratford-on-Avon in England. Uh, He's making a documentary which will be out uh, in the next couple of weeks through First Look. It will show all over Britain. And we're so proud of the work that he's done. Uh, He was standing in the living room. He came to meet us, and uh, I came down from Blacksburg to be here. And he asked a wonderful question, not unlike yours. He said, you know, Jill, this painting, and yes, he put his hand on the painting and, you know, traveled his fingertips through those cremains. They're sharp, like glass almost, but they're Morgan. And uh, he said, what is it to have it in your living room? And she said, it's so heartening because, you see, we started with dead. Look what we have made from dead. A world of compassion, art, stories, brochures, a website that saves people, that actually helps save the next girl. This means that though we were reduced to ashes, we rose and we continue to rise. And she said, and Dan loves it. He loves the painting. He loves the look and the deer, which says, and I meant for it to be just so, how dare you? How could you? Who were you to waste a human life? That is so unnatural. So art really works.
1: Yeah. Well, it's amazing to me how in both media or all of the mediums that each of you have used it's the victims speak through it the victims that each of you have had contact with um, throughout the years and, and through all of the travels and through all of what you've done they they are given a the voice their art whether you know medium it is
0: absolutely um... You know, I, I just I commend you for having having the courage to do that, Jane, and 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 going to jail. And I was thinking, as you had mentioned, um, and, and and Daddy, you might want to speak to this too, in terms of where a a parent is or a family member in their psyche to be able to accept something like that. I mean, if if Jill had been in a different place mentally, she would, like you said, uh, Jane, she may have been horrified, but you trusted, I guess, your your inner voice to 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 tell that. I mean, it, this, this has got to be very
2: rare, perhaps, is it? I mean, in your I, experience I, in working with victims? I, I'll say one more thing before Dottie sure. speaks. You sure. know, um, uh, remember during the Civil Rights era, the little boy, I bet you can call his name who whistled at the white woman down south, or maybe he didn't. And um, he was uh, reprimanded by a posse of men coming to get him that night. And uh, he was from up north, and, you know, his whistle was a compliment or his words to her. And then um, they, they were met with um, the racism of the time, and he was... Uh, tortured and uh, put in chains and thrown in a river. And when his mother uh, was shown his body, which had been in that muddy river for four or five days, Emmett Till's mother said, um, I want this coffin open. Famously, she said, so the world can see what violence does. And I don't think I've seen that kind of strength And Compassionate Steel, um, since Emmett Till, in in talks we give together, I say that Jill Harrington uh, is the new Mrs. Till because uh, she was insistent that we stay authentic. And as she says in the forthcoming documentary, these girls, they don't go to heaven on a pink cloud. They bleed and struggle and fight as they leave this world.
3: So
0: true.
2: It's very raw, but very real. Wow. Can
0: Can you just um, give the give? Uh, are you able to uh, share the information about the documentary and and give people the title of the book that you you authored
2: with Jill, just so people to know? Our Our book is called Morgan Harrington, Murdered, and Dead for Good, by which Jill means she will always be dead, but of course we have insisted that her brief life has led to much good. You know, we've built a school in Africa. Morgan was going to be an educator, and now uh, so many hundreds of children are being educated in her name. Um, And uh, the subtitle of our book is A Mother's Quest to Find a Serial Killer and Healing. And uh, we're selling it exclusively from the Help Save the Next Girl website, helpsavethenextgirl.com, and proceeds go to Help Save the Next Girl, of course. Um, The documentary coming up um, is in a brand-new series. We're the flagship um, event, and I will send you the link as soon as we have it. We've been given all rights to promote it, and it is um, about 21st century Serial Killers. That will be the name of the series, and they'll look closely at the positive legacy of Morgan Harrington. They've done a really incredible poetic job. Um, Dan and Jill and I are the tripod of speakers, and it's very moving. They've gotten a body actor to play the murderer, uh, and they go through the history, the troubled history, and the tangled web of the rapes that were never prosecuted, and finally the solution of um, stopping this, um, you know, chronic killer.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, it sounds very powerful. So,
2: yeah, I indeed will look forward
0: to that information, and we'll 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 try to share that. Annie, uh, can you can you speak to, in your experience, how victims have? Um, reacted to, um, um, the news and has your, um, has your art been able to form a bridge, um, you know, of understanding and comfort?
3: Um, yeah. Um, sadly, um, I've worked on two serial killer cases in, um, you would hope that that would be rare, but I think we're demonstrating today that it's not. Um, that was a, one point I wanted to make. We all think, and, and for some reason, the media is really fascinated with that that part of, of what we do. Um, I was just doing a short bio for a speech I'm doing the other day, and I was looking through all the things I've been on TV before and and most times it has something to do with really tragic um, things and of course the Long Island serial killer that I worked on was a huge and still is, there's another one coming out on Discovery again this year, Um, huge story and it 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 can easily lead you down to this path of of um, where I never meant to be and so the photography that i moved into in the last couple of years, uh, I call it flowers of love, and I do flower portraits. And um, if you think about flowers and the sun, the sun is vital for all of us to live. And it sends down all these colors as evidenced by the rainbow. But a flower is a package from the sun of those colors, all those different shapes and textures and colors and uh, so that was the the reason i moved into the flowers of love because all you have to do is turn on our tv and it's just really could be overwhelming and uh, i wanted to counteract mainly uh, for my friends it actually started as just for people that know me i didn't want them to only always see me talking about some horrific thing on the news or on TV or in magazines and newspapers. And so it was almost kind of an innocent um, accident as I thought I need to put something along my social media that, you know, doesn't just horrify the people I care about um, so much. And so that's how it started. And it became very popular and, and very sought um, after and began to sell and, uh, so that's what brings me to kind of the part where I am today. Um, and, you know, many days, um, I would often say when you're talking with the parents, um, I'd say that the fathers break down in such a different way than the mothers do. It's, it's Sometimes, uh, you know, I don't say it's better, worse, or or, or different, but it's, I mean, uh, it's not better or worse, but it is different, Um they don't see their little girls as being sold for sex and killed and raped, and women we kinda as a certain age, we've already had to defend ourselves from unwanted advances and things we wish we hadn't heard or said that men it comes to them a little later and differently not not all men, but most that have become fathers um have not had to be prey, you know they've been um, and so, and seeing fathers and grandfathers realize what's happening to the little girls, they they come out with an anger, a, a demasculization, a a shattering of their identity, um, a failure to protect, and then a, a heartbreaking destruction of the innocence of their daughters. And uh, so, I think. Uh, Going through that with a family, a father, a grandfather, sometimes both the father and grandfather, um, many times that would send me home to try to find the beauty in the world. And, and so that, again, is is the uh, impulse behind my flower photography and flower portraits. Um, to make One is sure probably that hanging on too. my
0: bedroom wall, too. <laughs>
2: Thank <laughs>
0: you. Yeah, one yes, I look at it every morning.
2: D- Dottie, it's it's Jane again. I really love what you're saying. I I love the the package of colors from the sun. You speak so beautifully, and the um, the healing you give. You know, you, the light, the lightening up of the dark that you give with this beauty. Um, and how it serves uh, men and women, um, the feminine and the masculine, perhaps, at different times. Joel Harrington calls them different grief styles, and they do have different chronologies, I know. It's true also, I'm sure you know, for young people. One of the jobs I do is to work with uh, children who have special needs in um, Virginia, and I've done it for 16 years. And, you know, art is a language that uh, is unjudgmental. And sometimes it's um, children who have Down syndrome or autism. Sometimes it's um, sequela from a brain surgery and a a different uh, rate of um, processing that a child has. Sometimes it's poverty and anger. And sometimes it's trauma uh, because uh, here in Virginia we had the case of the 13-year-old little girl named, Nicole Lovell, who was on a social media app, kick, and she was murdered. Jill and I were at the first trial. There are two uh, people who are um, charged, and the first one um, pled no contest. And we will be attending his sentencing quite soon. But, you know, um, at this school, uh, it, it's not just kids with special needs who – Appreciate the therapy of art. It's kids who have known the stories of their peers and their little neighborhood buddies who um, will sit down and ask me to draw something. And whether it's you know somebody in a movie or uh, their dog or you know a picture of what I think another planet would be, it's during the time when the child fascinates in the world that is being done in chalk or pen and ink, just for them to take home and. They can say, you know, can you put a tiger in? Can you put, you know, this shape in? And and they go into a kind of calm, almost hypnotic state where they talk a little about the trauma, not, you know, uh, the way you would in a therapy session um, with a trained therapist, but that kind of involvement of children like uh, parents of missing or murdered or trafficked, is so, so powerful and healing.
3: Well, I thought what was so interesting, as I was I was um, kind of alluding to, is that I was so surprised at all the men that began to um, follow, like, comment, even call me and reach out to me about the flower photos. And I would say that was the unexpected present I got from doing this. I mean, I didn't realize how many men would be affected by them. And uh, if I hadn't posted them, you know, right away, I would almost get a little chorus going, oh, um, really like your photos. Where are they? <laughs> so, wow, beautiful. Um, it certainly wasn't my thought when I started posting them. That's what I love about the journey I've taken. It's a haphazard, um, not planned um Journey that I didn't know I w- I didn't know I was going on this art journey, and uh, so I have no ability to control it or, or decide what happens. But, and and the responses. I mean, much like you, Dawn. I was so happy when you wanted um, that particular photo of that flower. It's my it's favorite. It my birthday
0: present to me on Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> it, well, was. My- it was. And it just makes me feel good, and 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 that is true. So, Daddy, here's your opportunity. I want you to tell people: is this the format? Is it like a coffee table book? And and where can we get it? How can we get it?
3: Um, yes, yeah, it's a small a six by six coffee table book, or for your desk. I started realizing when we go to work, you know, we want to take our things, but we know we're not going to be there forever. So we don't want to be carrying out a moving van when we leave our offices. So a lot of my yeah. work I call for your desk, <laughs> fine art to put on your desk. So this book is about six inches by six inches, and you, it's called Flowers of Love, and it's just photographs of flowers. And you can get it um, by um, emailing me at, um, at Laster Global. At Gmail, or you can hit me on Facebook at Dottie Laster. So, D O T T I E, L A S T E R, and so you can just uh, send me a private message on Facebook, and I will get one to you. Well,
0: that's wonderful. I I know I'm going to be I'm going to be asking you uh, ordering one. It, it's it, it's just wonderful. This show makes me feel so good. Uh, you know I don't know whether it's um. Like we had alluded to in the beginning if if you view art uh, with all of the things that you do in all of our busyness as an escape it's I'm sure it's a spiritual experience, it's a joy it's it's a distraction from the dark, and you know we all in what we're doing we're we're living on the dark side so much of this and trying to help people. And, you know, I don't want to be typecast as just that dark side lady justice. And so that's why we're trying to do, you know, things to open up people's minds to say, look at the beauty, look at the beauty today. Um, and, And we can combine that in so many really good and positive ways. So, Although I'm not an artist at all, I'm, I, I feel that I'm a writer. That's my contribution um, for beauty, maybe.
3: And um,
0: how, how good. Maybe I could uh, do a, a short book someday and have, have uh, either of you combine a, a little bit of your art with some of my work. That would be a true honor. That would be a dream of mine. But, in, in, you know, we, we have just five minutes remaining to our show, unfortunately. I think we should do this again actually. Um, but with regard to what would be your your primary message in in terms of the fo- uh, the focus of what we've been talking about and not being so reliant on the dark side. How do we convince people like the men liking your flowers daddy? How do we get more converts like that as a result of maybe listening to the show and, and and seeking out help save the next girl, and seeing all the wonderful things they're doing. How do we recruit people um, to things like this?
2: I think we tell people that art uh, is not marginal. It's not merely decorative. It it is the way to contribute to other people. It's a way of social activism. The last painting I did, and I've just completed it, is called Bless, um, which is an injunction, a, a call to service That you can teach, grow a garden, take care of an animal, that you can assist the elderly, defend a child, heal a wound, and in every case, you bless. And in your humanness, in your limited lifespan, you work that way and you bless. Your work is important. Every piece of compassion is your art. And and that is your that is the best legacy possible, isn't it, Jane? It certainly is. That's why that we're here. Is. Absolutely. Uh, so,
0: Johnny, uh, do you do you have some some parting thoughts along those lines?
3: Yes, I put everything I do into love and compassion and. And that does not mean a weakness, actually. Um, I can be pretty fierce and strong, but always using love and compassion. And, you know, you have to wonder, how does this short little woman make pimps turn loose with their property, meaning our children, with mm-hmm. love and compassion? Well, that's a whole other show, but it works. And so I demonstrated through my art that love, texture, color, um, Depths, layers That's life None of us get out of here Without something And uh, so I love to demonstrate um, The layers of life in my work and And that love is the strongest power And I know until you've done what we do It may sound like words That it's actually bigger than words and so that's where art comes in to try to show things that words just you know they don't quite touch it. And uh, so I hope someday I actually meet the goal of really being able to to display the the beauty that's in this world in the shadow of tragedy.
2: Dottie echoes the message at the royal wedding this morning about the power of love.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. About- Right there, I mean. it, it, yeah, so it is another moment. You know, Go just ahead. a moment. If you think back to Princess Diana, and all that she struggled with, and all that she spoke when she wasn't spoke, supposed to, those yeah. young men, her sons, would not have the life they have today without her love of them. And without yeah, they're, they're strong, good, good guys. Yeah, yeah and she refused to send them away. She refused to follow protocol with her children. She refused to let them be made pawns. And she showed them the world that they were not supposed to see. And every day I see those two young men, I realize what the power of the love of a mother took on one of the strongest empires in the world. And, and don't gave miss- love to not sons. Don't miss Mm
2: -hmm. um, Megan's mother sitting alone. Don't feel sorry for her or feel amazed. Well, uh, yeah, I I
0: guess um, there is an inner strength in in every person, and I think she's there, and she's very proud. They're breaking all kinds of barriers, and they're building new protocols. So that is truly a message of beauty and hope. And, you know, I just have to say I'm, I'm in awe of both of you. Um, I know that Jane, we have uh, uh, you have the documentary coming up. Uh, do, uh what is is there something else that's coming up uh, in the near future on the floor for you, or you're continuing what you're doing?
2: You know, um, we just had our Missing Persons Day, our second annual Anointed in Perpetuity by the Governor of Virginia. Um, yeah. Jill and I continue to speak across the state and the country. Um, And we work with families. Um, Nicole Lovell's second trial is coming up, and we've got a lot of missing people whose cases are open. Um, So we continue.
0: Mm.
2: And Daddy?
3: Yes, I am so excited. I'm working on a film about people that rescue horses.
0: Horses that are
3: overbred and not cared for wind up in the auction. And get sold to the meat killers to, to be killed. And so I'm, I'm doing a film called The the Working Title is The Rescuers, but we're doing that right now. And, uh, you know, of course, my love of horses will coming through in depth. I love horses. Well, that,
0: that sounds wonderful, too. So we'll be sure to look for that information. On that note, Delilah, I think we have to end the show, correct?
1: Well, we are out of time, but I just want to thank both of you for being here and and sharing your love and your compassion through all of the art that you do because i i i just in hearing all of the that you have said, I realize that it's not just an escape from what you you have experienced, but it's also your gift to the world, and we accept it thank you yeah, that's so thank nice, you so thank much. you all.
0: You're welcome. I hope the two of you can connect. And win. on that note, we will see you next week for another edition of Shattered Life Radio on the Inside Lens Network. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you, Dottie. Pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye